Hi, I'm here with David Delk at ABC Rental. Uh, I think that's all I say. Welcome to the front porch with Brian Beaudry. Who are you? Where are you from? And what do you do? I, um, my name is Dave. I'm David Delk from um, ABC Rentals in Gulfport, Mississippi, and I am the president of a company, uh, in quotes, that is. And um, I just, you know, we do everything. I was going to say, why, why is the president in quotes? Because it just sounds like, oh, wow, the president of a company. But a lot of people will know that means you do everything from cleaning the bathrooms to take out the garbage to make calls to get business. So the president, in quotes, does everything. Okay. Tell me about your favorite sandwich. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm actually a pescatarian, which means I only eat seafood um, in my diet, no meat. So my favorite sandwich really is just a cheese sandwich with mustard. Isn't that awful? That doesn't sound very good. It's really, really good. You're not not Um, selling me on that. But I can tell you now there's all that new Impossible Burger stuff, the, 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 you know, the meat, fake meat. So it's really good to get like a burger, have that burger feel. Okay. The feel. So you're a fan of those then? Yeah, I am. I am. I am. I still haven't gotten around to trying it. I'll, it's it's I'll really I, I don't want to I don't want it to taste like meat, and to me it does not. It just tastes like, you know, like a nice burger with with pickles and mustard and onions, and it's just great. Just great. Okay. So did you grow up wanting to be the president of ABC Rentals? It was a lifelong dream. No, 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 no. Actually, my uh, father. We lived in Louisiana. And uh, my father decided he was in the uh, oil business, the Schlumberger oil business as a uh, something, a director or something, and decided that he wanted to do something different. So he moved to uh, Gulfport, Mississippi with uh, his wife and two kids who were four and five years old. And he started a little rental company here on the town. That was 53 years ago, 53 years ago. So, uh, I, you know, every summer, every holiday where my friends were, at home watching cartoons or going to movies or the mall or whatever. I was at work doing all kinds of things, you know, so I grew up in the business like so many other people did in the next generation and third generation people in the rental industry. So how, how does he decide I want to do something other than oil and gas? And then, hey, let's open a rental store in a different state. His, um, his boss brought him to his office and said, uh, Charlie, it's my dad. We've decided you're doing great. You're like 34 years old. We want to send you overseas to head up a department. And he wasn't quite sure if he was ready to go to um, Saudi Arabia. I don't know where it would be. I mean, I could have ended up in Europe somewhere, some cool place. But he decided he didn't want to do that. So he quit. And he actually came to Gulfport. And this is where they went on their honeymoon back in the early 60s. Okay. So that's what he decided. I think somebody had a little rental company uh, where we were living, which was uh, Donaldsonville, Louisiana. And he really, really liked that kind of new market. Like you could rent things to the general public and they would bring it back and you'd make money. And he thought that would work. And he was a smart businessman. So he thought, you know, I think I'll try that. Okay. So if he had gone to on his honeymoon in like Hawaii, you would, I would be, be living we'd in be, We'd be sharing in a... a uh, coconut drink right now yes i was gonna say except for it would be hard for us to like convince 
that on the way to the area show, we need to get to Hawaii. It's it's on the yeah. way, guys. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Load everything up in that Penske airplane and go to <laughs> <Yeah>. Hawaii. <laughs> All right. It seemed like you were being sarcastic when you were saying that you wanted this your whole life, but I'm not 100% sure. Were, were there any other possible careers you wanted to pursue? Uh, yeah, yes, exactly. I um, uh, One time the uh, rental management did an article on me years and years ago, and they found out that I did some theater. Actually, I was gonna say, is uh, there it is right that's... there. It's 1992, and I have this awful mustache and I'll make brown sure I hair. take a picture of this so yeah, we can yeah. share it. So uh, it's framed. So um, they found out that I did some theater and I sang in musical theater. So they called me the singing rental guy, and that was kind of a joke for a little while. So I think if I had not gone into this business, I would have gone into more of a performing arts kind of thing. I don't know about a teacher, but an actor or a singer, that kind of thing. But um, what's nice about what I do is that I'm very lucky. I've been here so long that I'm able to say, and I do I do things like I sing with a big band and I do uh, direct shows, musical theater here on the coast. And it's I think it's really a lot of fun and it's very successful. So it gives me the opportunity to say, I'll be gone for a few days to take care of this, or I'm leaving early, or, hey, I'm going on vacation for a few days, that kind of thing. So it's really great that it's worked out this way. I really like it. Yeah, I was going to ask, because uh, it seems like there's a lot of, I know there's a lot of community theaters in a lot of places. That's something that you've participated in? Yep, exactly. And I just had auditions last week for Guys and Dolls. We opened up a few weeks. It's a cast of 40. And last year, I directed a show called Mamma Mia. You know, you probably heard of it. And it was sold out. A 450-seat auditorium sold out for four days. No, seven days. So it was really, maybe my ego was very happy. But my day job is a rental company, ABC Rentals. And I do enjoy it. It's very creative in the party side. And I enjoy talking to people and that kind of thing. It's, it's, I really do. It's not, it's not been a regret whatsoever. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the non-rental stuff, though. So let's just go kind of, what, what's your favorite uh, play or, or musical that you've well, I try to go to New York once a year uh, with friends or family, and um, we we try to go see all the new plays and things like that. I just saw um, you probably seen the movie Moulin Rouge. It was out a few years ago. You know, well now it's on Broadway, and it was absolutely they updated it with some great new music with Lady Gaga and things, and it was just visually intoxicating. I know you're thinking, oh wow, what a big word, but visually, you walked into this big, huge theater and they had red velvet drapes hung over your head and chandeliers everywhere. So it immersed you in this creative thing. And really, I could honestly take that vision and put it towards an event, you know, with red drapes. And I mean, we rent chandeliers all the time. So I really thought that was so creative. You know, I really enjoyed it. So uh, Moulin Rouge is really good. I've seen Hamilton. That's a really good one. But I love the old classics like Oklahoma, like I mentioned, Guys and Dolls, Carousel, all the old ones are really nice. How does your um, your theater versus your rental? How does that like interact with each other? Like, are you going when you're doing the theater? Are you noticing all the stuff that it's like? Oh, that could, that's rented, or that would be something that we rent, or oh, absolutely, yeah, exactly. When I go to big cities, I, I you know I go to like big you know I'm in hotels and stuff, and occasionally they're they're having a big event in the in the hotel. It's amazing, and I'll go in and I'll just strike up a conversation. I just did this in New Orleans, which is like a, um, an hour away. I walked in and this florist lady was so nice and she took us on a tour of all this cool rental stuff. And I thought, oh, that was great. And I saw something that we don't have here called champagne walls. It's like a, a hedge and, um, and you, and it's a hedge and you have like these wood slats on it and you hang champagne glasses. So we got 
a few of those made and big hit here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, surprisingly, because it's something new. So like when I go to theaters and things, I see, and maybe, maybe I, it's just the creative thing in me. I I go see a show and I just feel, you know, um, I just enjoy that, 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 that entertainment aspect. And because I do theater and I direct shows, I really handle people quite a lot and so that's great. Like if you're on an event site or something, I really know how to handle those people because I really had all that practice for years and years and years. So it crosses over a little bit. That's great. So what brought you to Point of Rental? I was at um, at a regional meeting, a Mississippi Rentals Association meeting in Jackson at the Mississippi Tent Company. And we were sitting in a, a big, huge tent. It was beautiful. And they had tables and food and stuff. And they had some speakers. And one speaker was the salesman from Point of Rental. Well, I had another computer software program, and I'm not going to mention names. So I just zoned out, and I was doodling or something. You know, ADD kicked in. I don't know what it was. And he started talking about what Point of Rental could offer. And I was like, what? And I was listening to things like you could reopen a closed contract. You could do this and that. It, It can just so many different features that, we didn't have, and you know, a whole new system, actually, operating system. And um, I talked to somebody, uh, Buddy Stubbs with Tupelo, um, with uh, Busy Lab Rentals in Tupelo. We've known it's a family friend for years and years. Mm-hmm. It's kind of goofy, but we like him. And uh, he said um, that, that that's what they used, and they really, really enjoyed it. So we had the point of rental guy come over, and he talked to us, and I was sold. And literally a week later, we were signing paperwork. It's a huge expense huge expense, especially for a small company like us, but it really, we have three small locations and it really, we could connect across the board so much better than the previous people we had, you know, and point rental offers so much. And it seems like, you know, how, you know, how phones change, you know, we had the flip phone, we had the big phone in the case with a cord and this and a flip phone, blah, blah, blah. That's what point rental is doing. You know, they're not just sticking to what they have. They're they're growing. They're adding the uh, rental hosting program where you can integrate your your uh, your website. It's just it's great that they keep adding these products that we can use. And I'm not using hardly any of them. I need to I nearly need to sit down and look what else Pointer Rental can offer me and make me a better business. I mean that's that's part of what the ARA show is, and you're obviously invited to stop on by. And- yeah, we've um, I've been going for years and years and years, and rarely we miss a year. We weren't there last year. It was in Anaheim. That's really far. Yeah. But we go to the events and tents, tents and events, whatever it's called, and every year. And uh, I've served on committees for that many times, and uh, just going to the shows, the seminars, and the, see the equipment and stuff. And, of course, we stop by the booth for Point of Rental Booth, see what kind of new booth you have. And... Um, you know, it's really, uh, you, they show you some good things. So what's, I mean, you obviously mentioned that you go to a lot of shows. I mean, you started with this one smaller thing. You started with us at this smaller thing in Jackson. You're talking about going to all these other events. Why, why do you make it a priority to go to a lot of these events? We go to the ARA show or other events. You know, we, we take several staff members to the ARA show. I have four going. I have uh, three managers and the, the, the um, Terry who handles our party section. And I really think they really appreciate being vested in the company. You know, we're spending a lot of money to send them there with the airfare and the housing and, you know, getting into the ARA show, but they cannot learn what they learn if they don't go to the ARA show. I mean, just talking to people and 
going, oh, great, I'm going to email you and ask you about that pressure washer, you know, that, that, that you have that I want to think about. Or, you know, what do you do with your laundry service? I mean, we have learned so much by networking, and that's very, very important. And, and, and it gets us off that business stress level so we can go out and have a dinner together. And they, they see me in a different thing. He's not the big old mean boss, you know, which I'm not. I'm, like, I'm a nice guy. <laughs> so you're normally a mean boss? Or? I try not to be a mean boss. No, I'm a nice guy. But, you know, when you sign their paychecks, they like, they're scared of you. But it's great because we sit down and we have a, you know, a, a drink or something and dinner. And then, you know, we're all laughing. And I'm like their buddy for a few days. And then it's back to normal. <laughs> I can relate. I'm terrified of Wayne, even though he's his office is like right there. You know, I, I've heard bad things about Wayne. Scary things, you know. Scary. But not from me. So Not at all. If you're listening to this, Wayne, I said nothing but good things. Only good things. What's a trait that successful leaders have in common, in your opinion? I think, and I, you know, I didn't go to, I didn't go to some school to learn how to run this company. I'm just the son of a guy, that, of a man who opened it. 53 years ago. So I had to learn. But I think a trait that we all have is that we we are, honestly, I made jokes earlier about being mean, but I really think we have to be kind at heart. You know, you don't yell at your employees. You see them as a person and their family as part of, of, of this world. And we have a Christmas party every year and we bring everybody, the family's invited. And I just think it's important, you know, it's work is work and you have a job to do from 7.30 to 5.00 you know, six days a week or whatever, but it's very important that you really look at those people as people and you talk to them and you treat them good, you pay them well, and you expect something from them. But I have found that I have kept employees so much longer. My general manager's just been here for 35 years. I've had so many people here longer than 10 years. It's just really great. I noticed that a lot of rental companies are like generational what do you think it is about like the rental industry that leads to there being these generational businesses that you don't often see in a lot of other, um, you know, that's industries? true. We, um, uh, it's amazing how many next generation we have or third generations. Uh, I think it's, maybe it's because it's a small business. I think that's what we did, you know, and I was raised in it and, and I, I learned from the very, you know, sweeping the floor to service equipment and delivery to, working the counter, then assistant manager, manager, and then president, you just work your way up. So it's just in your blood. That's so corny. But I think that's what it is. And if you have a good family and you get along with them, it really works out quite well, you know. And and especially if a lot of rental companies are successful, very successful across the United States and the world. And I just think that's what it is. Tell me about uh, your Christmas parties. So I mean, you guys do a lot of parties. Do you guys have to make sure that this Christmas party is just like perfect or do you guys just say you know what hey for this one event we don't have to care well they don't have to care i'm the one who has to care (laughs) you know so what i do is i find one of the venues that we always deliver to so this year it was at the great southern club which is top of our tallest building in gulfport which is only 13 floors okay it looks out over the beautiful mississippi gulf coast the harbor the new aquarium that's being built old town gulfport and it's great that they come in with their families. I have um, um, prizes that I give away to each and every person. It's kind of a fun game. We have Santa Claus that shows up. I very, I don't get a cheap buffet. I get the more expensive buffet with steak on it so they know that they're important. We have a bonus that we give out. So 
And, but I make sure that everything is perfect. I pull the chairs out perfectly across because when they walk in, I want them to say, wow, this is important. Look, we're here, you know, and they enjoy it. I ask them afterwards, is this weird? And they went, absolutely not. This is a lot of fun. That's cool. It is fun. So you're a pescatarian, but you know that it's a good buffet by the fact that it has steak. So Well, I hear steak is real good. I've been a pescatarian <laughs> for 25 years. Mm-hmm. So I know that uh, there's a lot of hunters that work for me and meat eaters, and they always make fun of me. Always. I'm okay with that. I mean, yeah. It's- they like to make fun of people who don't eat meat, you know. You know. Whew. Sometimes you can smell when it's been a tough day at work, and so can your coworkers. That's why you should try Point of Rental software. It does a lot of the heavy lifting needed to keep a rental business running. And because it's software, it smells as fresh as it did before doing all the work. By saving money and work, you'll come out smelling like a rose, too. I was just reminded of Hurricane Katrina coming through here. So, obviously, it affected Gulfport. I remember I came down and I was stationed in Biloxi and it still oh, yeah. looked still looked pretty uh, like it was in the stages of recovering even in 2007 time frame. So uh, what was it like being down here during Hurricane Katrina and then like the immediate aftermath? Well, with any storm, any hurricane since I was six years old, we've always just stayed here because we need to open up the next day to rent chainsaws and all kind of things. So again, Katrina was on its way. We, I was over at my parents' house, you know, hanging out. We went to sleep that morning, that night. And the next morning I woke up and, you know, it was, they said, you know, it was coming in. The power went out like usual, but I looked outside the window and I could see the water coming up from the, the bayou, which is right down the road. And it was slowly coming up. And next thing you know, it's at the door and it's rising up on the door. You can just see it outside the window rising up. And then all of a sudden the the doors open up and the waters flood in and we have a problem. So we ended up in the attic for seven hours. Uh, You know, cell phones were down. We rescued neighbors and we just stayed there. And then it was over. We walked out and it was literally like a bomb went off. And look, there's so many stories about, you know, about this and Katrina. And of course, across the United States and the world, there's monsoons and there's tornadoes issues. So this is just one story. But uh, we had three locations, and uh, one location actually had four feet of water, and it's seawater, salt water, so everything was ruined. Now, I don't know what Dad did when he bought this insurance, but the insurance um, uh, contract, whatever, said uh, that they would replace any piece of equipment full price. So that was really lucky. Now, of course, they dropped us right over, so... We had to go in and we had to gut the building. Every piece of equipment that had any water on it was sold to an auction house or something. And we managed, and, and literally the next day we were open here in this location, Gulfport. We were open up the next day. We had trees down, but we had a line out front wanting chainsaws and pumps and generators and everything. So we, I was really proud of my staff. We were open like for four hours because yeah. I had to go home. My parents' house was flooded seven feet and, um, my house had two feet of water, so we, we'd work in the morning for a few hours, come to work for six hours, and go home and work until 11. It was like that for weeks and weeks and weeks. And, you know, it was amazing that I think it made us all stronger. I don't know if anybody yeah. can ever say this, but, you know, you go to your house, you're driving home, and you see people's belongings outside, piles of their stuff. Now, quite frankly, some of the stuff was real tacky. I couldn't believe they had that kind of whatever, that refrigerator, like, oh, my gosh, from the 60s. But... 
but literally it made us so strong and we, we all were depressed. I, I figured out I was depressed for like two or three months and then got better. Yeah. Um, today, you know, we had fog last week and literally all the houses on the beach are gone. They're, they're rebuilding now, but all of a sudden you're thinking, where am I? You forget, you know, where's that, that apartment complex that was there on the corner, all gone. Now it's just, just, you know, just empty, but we're slowly coming back. The, um, all the stores were back up after six months or so completely full time. The houses rebuilt. We didn't lose any life. You know, things are things, you know, but it was amazing. It made us stronger, but we'll be prepared for the next one that comes. Oh, I mean, hopefully there's no, no one coming Never, for a while. Never, not in my lifetime. Um, so those seven hours here in an attic, like, what are you doing? Well, I, I think I went through this traumatic thing where I had to wade through water to rescue these elderly people next door and coming back and the wind was blowing and and I didn't think, you know, there could have been alligators in that water from the bayou or snakes or something. You just never know. But yeah. I remember going up in the attic and my parents were safe and um, uh, the neighbors were safe. And I got into like this fetal position and fell asleep for two hours. It was this weird like cocoon thing. Yeah. And then I woke up. Uh, we didn't have any food. We didn't have any water. Um, we just had to wait it out, you know. And luckily it was during the day and the water slowly went down mm -hmm. and you know, you checked on the neighbors a little bit and then you start, you know, checking on everything. We couldn't really um, get past our Gulfport location until a few days later. And we checked on the other ones. We couldn't call anybody. So we didn't know what was going on. Our manager lived upstairs at our Bay St. Louis location for about three months because his house literally floated away on, you know. But you're up in the attic for hours. You just sit there and you think, OK, great. What's what's going to happen tomorrow? You know, <laughs> you don't have any like. Decks of cards or anything up there? No cards. We had Christmas stuff upstairs, you know, in the attic, but that didn't do anything. N no plan with it? No. No so plan to decorate a tree during Katrina. Never get to that point? No. Never. I can imagine, like, after five hours, you know, I'd be getting pretty hungry. I'd be like, all right, uh, this uh, water going to go down at some point? We were starving at the end, starving. But then you walk down this the, the uh, ladder from the attic and you see a refrigerator tipped over and the food everywhere and you're just and the, everything was covered in this slushy mud from the bayou that was filled with uh diesel fuel because all the boats it was just yeah. an awful awful smell so you know you didn't really want to eat after that aside from your people and your inventory your data is the most important thing to your business and when disaster strikes there may not be enough time to protect it that's why we recommend backing up your data with off-site cloud-based backup services when disaster hits, whether it's a storm, fire, or an angry ex, you'll be back up and running in no time instead of spending months trying to restore your lost data. Contact Point of Rental Support today at 800-944-7368, and we'll recommend some services that have proven effective for our customers. Do you have any celebrity rental stories? Oh, sure. We've had uh, several presidents come over the past 40 years, you know, and they'll call us, the Secret Service will call us, or the staff will call us, and we have to put up chairs, we have to go through all kind of things. That's really the biggest ones. We have um, a lot of casinos here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, lots of casinos. So occasionally you get a call from somebody, I can't, you know, there's nobody that would be well known, but they'll be staying at a house somewhere and they'll have a party and they want to deliver stuff. And the guys will come back and they'll go, this person says they're famous, but I don't know who they are. We have to look up, you know, it's famous in their minds. Yeah. But really, other than, pre you know, presidents that come here for a rally or something, you know, chairs and stuff, that kind of thing. 
Okay. No big deal. Nothing exciting. They didn't talk to you like personally and say, "Hey, David, will you please?" No, we did give keep my... we did keep the chair out that said like, um, you know, President Ford sat here for a long time, but it, you know, it was like silly, so we got rid of it. You know, put it back in the inventory, made a dollar on it. There you go. <laughs> I mean, you should charge an extra dollar for that one. Be like, I think That's so. The presidential Pre- chair. Yes, a presidential chair, extra dollar. I'll have to remember that next time. Yeah, you just have like this separate room just full of. Chairs, presidents, as yes, exactly. A little little uh, gold plaque at each one. Yeah. Yes. What's the best excuse you've heard from a customer for either a missing or a damaged item? Okay, let me think about this. Um, missing or damaged item? Because um, I feel like if someone rented something just before Hurricane Katrina, that's like okay, yeah, I can see where that oh, would get damaged. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we've had several like big storms come up, and people want to have a tent. And they don't understand it's coming down to take the tent. They get very, very upset. So we have to be careful of that. But as far as something strange, I mean, we have people all the time get like backhoe stuck in mud. It's, this place is full of mud for some reason. So it just sinks into the mud and it's just just awful. Um, we did have a bride that re- refused to return all of our rentals. And I finally called her and she said she just didn't have time. And we had to, you know, take her to court to get our tablecloths back is ridiculous where was her husband you know (laughs) you know where's her husband it doesn't take that much time to return some tablecloths i mean that's right what's your favorite part about working in the rental industry uh i really like the creative part i mean now that i've been here for decades i really have a staff to handle people um on the counters i do a lot with the party event side and it's a very small community so i know a lot of people and we try to do some big things. We have the new aquarium coming in, so we're doing some big events for them. So I really, really enjoy the creative side and working with some really wonderful local um, event planners, you know. And we always try to get, uh, like Mobile is an hour away, New Orleans is an hour away, so we know we have some good competition, but we always try to get some really the new chair that's out, the new linen that's out, you know, the new tent that's out. So we try to do that. But I really like the creative part, like working on the website that's integrated with Pointer Rental. I love that creative thing. I love being able to do some advertising, all that. The creative side, I really, really enjoy, which includes the party event side. What's your biggest swing and a miss? Like as far as something that you thought was going to be super cool and like everyone was going to want to rent it and then somehow just no one was interested. Well, I one time, um, this was actually in the equipment side. I thought that chimney sweeping equipment would be a really big item. I love, I thought it was great. They looked like those chimney sweep things from Mary Poppins. You know, people were going to love it. I don't think we ever rented that kind of thing, ever, you know. And then you go to some, um, like uh, the rental show, and there's something really cool, like, and this may work in other industries, but it was a cake stand that lit up, like, with neon. Nobody wants that. They don't. They don't want that. Oh, and then I bought a game. That was like a toilet seat that you threw something in. I just thought, you know, Miss, come on, Mississippi, you know, yeah. redneck Mississippi would look. <laughs> I don't think it's rented one time. It's amazing that things, you know, that kind of stuff. Dang, is it like, do you still have it? Yes, we still have it. You want, you can play with it afterwards. I was going to say, time. I might want a little video and then, of that. And then you go out and you say, oh, here's an old door. Let me put, let me see if I can rent this old door. It, I have to get like four other doors because everybody wants the old door at an event. It's amazing. Is that what you have it as on your website? It's yeah, just old door. Old door. Just old door. No, I don't. It's like uh, <laughs> I, I made it more 
more sounding more interesting like vintage door. Yeah. Doesn't that sound better than old door? Yes. Vintage. It and it goes, can't keep them in stock. Can't. What if you call it old door? You would have it still in stock. It would still be there. So maybe I need to call it a vintage chimney sweep or something. But yeah. anyway, we got rid of that. I don't know oh. what happened to it. Perhaps for a Mary Poppins production. That's not a bad idea. Do you remember anything being surprisingly successful? Like maybe you didn't necessarily purchase it, but you were looking at something like your dad purchased and you're like, that ain't going to go. And then it ended up being, wow, everyone loves this thing. I've noticed that no one seems to remember those. They only remember the ones that the they bad stuff. were going to work. Yeah. <laughs> They'll remember the bad stuff. No, I, I can't remember. I was going to say, in fairness, it is a really weird question to be like, hey, did you buy this stuff thinking that it was never going to work? It's you like, why, it, why would I buy well, it? Well, I, I, you know, another thing in the party section which was surprised was that we had farm tables built. That was really big in the West, you know, and some other places. And my staff said, oh, forget, it can't keep them in stock. We, we, we should have 20 of these things, farm tables. They love them. You yeah. know, and I know it's the type of thing right now, the, um, the, uh, that kind of look, but that really was surprising. And there's always that piece of equipment that you think, oh, we'll never rent it. And all of a sudden, we, we need to get two more because we can't keep them in stock. You know, like a, like a, a, a I don't forgot what it's called, but it's a, something that gets tile up. We get the, It's like a little hammer and it gets tile mm-hmm. up. People love that kind of thing. So we're getting a couple at the show, a couple more of those. Oh, wow. And then there's the old faithful, like, like the carpet steam cleaners. Oh my gosh, you know that's been around since the early '70s. Not ours <laughs> specifically, but that that product. What if it's still working? Man? Yeah, well, no, it just didn't work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned that you go to a lot of shows. Are you involved in the ARA? Are you? Yeah, I've have I've been in the past. I've been the chairman of the events and tents a few times, okay. um, and been on their committees. Um, uh, but other than that, no, I have not. Um, uh, I, I really think it's great that they're spreading it around a little bit. I would love to do it every time. I love going to Moline. Yes, there is really a place that exists called Moline. Okay. And um, and uh, it was really fun to see how it all worked, the ARA works, and to get to meet new people like from Canada, California, New York. Just And you just know them on a really cool personal basis going out, and then you start emailing them, and you see them at the ARA show. I love all that, but I love that they're spreading around for different committees and things. But who knows, I might get asked again. I was going to say, so how does that work? Do you apply for it or do they just ask you if you want to be? I think really that the way I got involved um, on the uh, events and tents committee as the chairperson and that I think somebody recommended me. They just saw, and this was just like maybe eight years ago or something, you know, I just had this energy about myself you know, with that industry. I was a small company that was doing very well and they just needed to have that represented. Yeah. So I, so they had me as a small company and they had some really big companies. And of course, working with those people, to this day, I see them and we hug each other's necks and we talk. You know, I, I follow them on Instagram and they email me saying they saw me on Facebook. It's really a great feeling to have that connection. Was there ever any like situations where you felt like, you know, hey, I got to represent for my smaller guys? Oh, gosh, yes. You know, those those big companies, and let me tell you, they're big companies, and they know what they're doing. But, you know, as small guys, you know, we, we can do it, too. You know, yeah. I um, we have some big competitors, like I said, in Mobile and New Orleans, but I think our little small company here, we can handle the Mississippi Gulf Coast. You know, we're trying to, going out of that local area to some other areas, we're going across state lines a little bit. But, yeah, we're representing the small company, and we're strong. 
Five important questions. Five important, Five important questions. questions. Five important questions. The five most important questions. All right, I'm ready. All right. <laughs> what would you say is your greatest success in life? I think my personally, and my ego's probably talking, but I really like that I'm participating in the arts on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. We, we are so lucky. We have several great community th theaters, which are do top-notch work. I mean, top-notch. We have some great uh, museums, uh, wonderful uh, ballet companies. We're just amazing. And I love to immerse myself into that. And even if I can't participate, they call me for rentals and things, like for props and stuff like that. So I think really I enjoy being able to contribute to the arts. If you could go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice when you started your career, what would it be? I would say learn more. Um, my dad, who's 90, almost 91 years old, still comes to work three days a week. He's never retired. You know, he's always been here. So he handled a lot of things. So when I was working and I was becoming like the assistant manager, the manager, I wish I had learned more of the back end kind of thing. And I'm still learning. I've been here, you know, for decades. So I really wish I would have said, you know, stop and you know, we can all be trapped behind our desk and we don't need to do that. We need to get out, of course, but I really need to learn more about the buying and the financial part and that kind of thing. And that's where I lack right there. What's the most embarrassing moment of your career? Embarrassing for work, uh, work, 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 work. I don't know. Is there a substitute question? Really ruins my, it's the setup no, for my next oh, one. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the most embarrassing part of, let me think. You know, I guess... <laughs> You know, it's one of those things where you set up a big event and, you know, during communication problems, the client comes in and, oh, it's the wrong color of the wrong color of linens. Or another time, you they're calling you at three o'clock in the afternoon and asking when you're going to be there that night and you head it down. Oh, yeah, now it's all coming back. It's, oh, my stomach just got in knots. <laughs> like they'll call you at three o'clock and they'll go, hey, the party starts at six. Where's the tent? And you realize it's not next week. It's this week. And you go out like crazy to get things done. Oh, yeah, that's that's awful. That's awful. Not embarrassing. It's just an awful moment. Awful. You don't want to relive. Yeah. Awful. Well, I'm glad I can make you relive. Thank it. you. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> Sorry, you've been sentenced to death because of the misscheduled event. Uh, so what's your last meal? Oh, my last meal. Well, I do eat seafood, so I would probably have uh, like fried shrimp. With hush puppies, oh, I'm not finished. Fried shrimp with hush puppies and French fries with a great big salad on the side. I love fried, fried, fried food in the South is it. Or fried fish. Yeah. Catfish. Great. You, so you're adding that to your... Yeah, I think uh, uh, it would be a seafood platter. Okay. Fresh <laughs> Gulf shrimp. Now we had the BP issue, but they assure us everything is okay. Okay. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? I'd look more like Brad Pitt. If you could change one thing about the rental industry, what would it be? Well, Mississippi rental industry, we have a problem of not being, we're trying again to have an association. So that is our, that's the biggest thing. Uh, I wish we had a better association. I remember my father would um, meet like three times a year. This is before, you know, the internet and the cell phone. So they communicated by mail and phone on the desk. And they managed to arrange to meet three times a year, and they would have 30, 40 people. You know, I remember uh, Mr. Stubbs, who's Buddy Stubbs' dad, and my dad were real big buddies, and they'd come down. Their 
their wives would do something and they would go play golf or something like that. But we don't do that now. We're so busy with our lives. We don't have time to get together. And it's hard for us to get way up there and it's hard for them to get down here. So I really wish we had a better way to get connected that way. Tell me a secret about the rental industry. The rental industry, if you do it correctly, can make you a lot of money. So are you doing it correctly? I could do it better. Okay. Yes. That's fair. We're, we're, you know, we're doing well. Okay. Everyone you know, can always do a little we're paying, better. Yeah, we're paying our bills. We put money in the bank. We have great employees. We give raises. We buy fun. I buy a new desk. You know, here you have you have cool uh, Christmas parties. I have cool Christmas parties. Yes, with uh-huh. Santa Claus. Santa Claus comes to our the Christmas actual party. Santa Claus. Yes, Everyone the else, actual. I mean, you can rent fake ones, but yeah. No, this was an actual Santa Claus. Yeah. Actual. One more uh, ridiculous question: What is your favorite menial task? So you're mentioning like the sweeping the floors, all those like super early things. Do you have one that you're like, you know what? This one it just doesn't bother me. I kind of like it. I love going through my emails and sending them to trash or sending them to folders. I know that's weird. Like I'll be sitting at home on my work, you know, connected to my work computer and I'll go through my emails and I'll decide, are they deleted or moved? I'm create new folders. It's very Zen to me. Isn't that weird? Okay. So you're a, um, you're a guy who doesn't like to have a lot of unread emails. You, you want oh them no! Next to no, I've got terrible. Or no. you just like them organized? When you I just don't like read them organized. Like right now, I have 154 that I need to go yeah. through. Like I'm not going to read this, but I'm just going to put it in this folder. So if I yeah, it just looks to. good in that folder. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. Okay, understandable. All right. Is there anything else you want to tell the people of whoever's listening? No, that's all. That's cool. all I could possibly say. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Brian, for joining us.